Welcome SaaS people to the SaaS Revolution show, bringing you front row seats to the SaaS Revolution, courtesy of SaaScribe Media. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Sumer, and uh, I'm really pleasure, uh, pleased to be joined today by uh, Mathilde Collin, uh, CEO of uh, Front App. Uh, welcome, Mathilde. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, we're really pleased that you could be with us uh, uh, today. Now, um, you know, FrontApp is, uh, and this is my description, and, and please feel free to uh, to add to it, but FrontApp is a, a collaborative inbox for email, SMS, and Twitter built for Teams. Is, is that right? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's um, also for Facebook, for voice, and a few other communication channels. So all these communication channels were not built for Teams, and so we make them work for Teams. Okay, excellent. So you build, you're building in the, these other integrations as well, like Facebook and Salesforce, I think I've seen recently uh, also, um, yeah. if that's right. Yeah, exactly. So the really the idea of front is whether you have like a team inbox. So it's an inbox where multiple people need to access the messages. Then front makes sense, and then we and then we try to integrate this inbox with other softwares that you use, like GitHub or Trello or Salesforce or any other software. Okay, awesome. Now going back, I guess, because um, how how old is Front uh, as a company? About two years or a bit more. Yeah, no, a bit less than two years, a bit and less. we okay. yeah, and we launched a year ago. Okay, all right, and 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 within those two years, you've been through both a startup studio in eFounders uh, and also uh, an accelerator or the world famous accelerator Y Combinator. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, what's the difference between a startup studio and, a, and an accelerator? Um, you know, would you recommend other founders to take the approach to to, to do you know both? Um, I think that you are very different. So the startup studio was uh, really a way to get started more quickly. So for example, we had help from like SaaS experts and we had design and marketing help. So the product that we've decided to build is very long to build and the MVP is very hard to, to achieve. So if you're in a space where it's hard to get to your MVP, I would definitely recommend uh, going to a startup studio. And then Y Combinator is quite different. It's, I think it's useful for any company. The idea is that during three months, it will accelerate your growth. And uh, the way to do that is to uh, have people that will tell you exactly what to focus on, that will give you press coverage, that will introduce you to like, the, the best partners or customers you could have. And that's useful for any company at any stage. Okay, and, and during the uh, well, I guess because Y Combinator is based out in the uh, in the valley, and uh, um, uh, FrontApp was uh, created in, uh, in in France, right? So you moved the team out to uh, to the US, um, you know, whilst you're doing Y Combinator, and then afterwards, uh, you you've actually uh, I think sort of well permanently stayed, or or you, you know now ha have your HQ. Um, uh, in, in San Francisco, is that right? Yeah, it's right. And I think I would recommend to any uh, European company that wants to come to the US to do an accelerator, whether it's Y Combinator or something else, because I think for us, that was the easiest way to move the whole team. And it was not an easy task because we had like some people that, has, that had children and their wife and they all moved here. Um, and I think part of the reason why we were able to make this move is because we were part of Y Combinator. Okay, okay, excellent. And, and so you said there that, that you recommend uh, sort of European SaaS companies to certainly do an accelerator and, 
um, you know, to come to the US. Do you think that European SaaS startups, they really need to do it? Um, or can they make it in Europe? Oh, no, I think you can make it in Europe. I just said that if you want to come here, that's the easiest way. Um, and then it really depends on your business. Uh, so I think we the reason why we made the move is because from the beginning, uh, the first customers that we had were uh, from here. And so being close to your customers and not uh, nine hours ahead mm -hmm. was very useful. And then also the first investors that were interested in um in helping us were from here. So as soon as your customers and your investors are here, I think you should be close to them. And that's why we, we decided to make the move. But I think it's there are like awesome companies that are either just in Europe or in Europe and in the US. Um, and I think that's, that works too. But we've decided to move the whole team here. Okay, excellent. And, and uh, you, you know, so you mentioned uh, being closer to investors, being closer to customers. You know, how else has the, the move, I guess, kind of impacted the business in, in a positive way? Uh, and also, you, you know, are there any negatives as well from the, uh, from the move that you care to share? Yeah, sure. So I can highlight like one positive thing and one negative thing mm. uh, that are very important to me. The first, uh, so the positive thing is I think people here are more ambitious and tend to be more excited about your ideas and less skeptical. And so I think when we moved to San Francisco, um, the ambition that we've had for Front was like a hundred times bigger. And I think it's good for your business. I think it's good for your employees, for your investors, etc. And so I feel like I'm uh, happier uh, doing this company here than in France. Negative thing is uh, hiring, which is core for your company, where the competition is... Uh, far harder here mm -hmm. and so I, I, I think you'll just spend far more hours to find one person than when you're in Europe. Okay, no, I understood and I think you know, that makes sense. So now um, uh, I think you've, you've raised uh, around 3.1 million in, in, well, in, in just over one year, uh, is that right? Yeah, in October last year. Okay, uh, and so uh, as you say, I mean the, the the product's been launched one year. The company is less than two years. So you know it's quite a, a quick time, uh, perhaps uh, you know to, to to raise three point one million. So did you, uh, you know, how much time have you you spent uh, just around fundraising uh, itself? Uh, so we spent two weeks uh, okay. to raise. Very quick yeah. then. So is that quicker than the uh, the, the normal <laughs> cycles? I guess in Europe, I think you. I mean, you mentioned and. You know, it's perhaps maybe sort of three to six months to, to raise, like, uh, you know, even a seed round. So two weeks, um, that's uh, quite a short time, right? Yeah, and I think so. Uh, I think the, the process was quite different. So before we went to Y Combinator, we started to try to raise money in Europe. And I've found the way to raise money here and in Europe very different. Um, I think to be like, that's a, a general idea, but. People in Europe it will invest if your company is already growing and is already getting bigger and bigger. Whereas in the US, people will invest if your company could be big. So the biggest fear of a European investor is to do an investment in the startup fails, whereas the biggest fear of a US investor is not to make an, in an investment and then the, the startup succeeds and is like 
unicorn. And so I think the reason why we've been able to raise that much money in two weeks is because the idea of front is big enough um, to sound exciting to a lot of people. We we don't know yet if we'll become like a big company, but at, at least the idea is big enough uh, to be to sound attractive. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, and I, I think I read something uh, that, that you'd written where, you know, they talk about the fear of missing out and um, you uh, talked about sort of Peter Thiel's sort of, um, you know, biggest mistake, um, you know, was not necessarily in a, a you know, a, a company that he'd invested in, but in a round that he'd missed out on in, in terms of the, the Series B of Facebook. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. A, that, that was in Reddit and I think that was um, a good example of the mentality here. So, so as uh, as CEO and, and founder um, of, a, of a startup, um, you, you know, I guess uh, everything is not always awesome, uh, right? And, and re in referring, well, referring to your, your blog post on, on Medium with startup founders, you know, embrace the hardship, um, in which I, I, I read recently and was uh, was excellent. Um, you know, you talk there uh, very openly about the hardship of starting a business, which uh, I know, of course, uh, people like Ben Horowitz have done before in his, uh, in his book, but uh, you know, if you wanted a job um, uh, you know, that to make you feel happy, you said, this is not the one. Um, can you care to kind of like elaborate further on that? Um, and would you recommend uh, you know, being a startup founder and are you having fun now despite the hardships? <laughs> yeah, yes. So I think uh, you can distinguish two things, being like fulfilled and doing the job that you truly want to do and then being happy and always have happy moments. So I think I'm fulfilled, but there are not only happy moments. And that's why I, what I wanted to describe. The reason why I wrote this post is because when I read the hard things about hard things from Ben Horowitz, mm -hmm. I think it was like extremely useful for me to understand that it was hard for every company. And I think Front App today is is considered as a successful company. And we are doing well in the sense that we have more customers, we are growing the team, we moved to San Francisco, we have lots of interest from investors. But even for a company that seems to do well, it's like, it's extremely hard and it's normal because it if it was not hard, everybody would do it. Um, and so I just think that you, you need to distinguish these two things. Um, like I'm fulfilled because I'm doing exactly uh, the job that I want to do, creating the culture that I want, uh, building this company with the people that I like. Um, on the other side, emotionally, um, it's, it's very hard. Okay. And... Um uh, now, I guess, kind of switch, switching uh, sort of gears a little bit, um, talking about uh, I guess startups coming out of uh, France and, uh, and and SaaS startups uh, in particular. There's some very cool uh, SaaS companies coming out of France, such as you know, Sunrise, uh, acquired by Microsoft, um, Algolia, uh, Aircall, uh, yeah. and of course uh, your, your, yourselves, FrontApp. But now, uh, you, you know, why do you think that is um, that you've got this kind of wave of uh, companies coming out? Is there any particular reasons you believe? Um, so I think something um, that I found amazing when uh, I came in San Francisco for the first time is that when you start a company in France, you always feel like companies in the US are like a hundred times better than what you're currently doing. And part of the reason is because I think American people are really good at selling themselves and their marketing is probably like a hundred times better than the marketing that you're doing. 
But the products themselves, when I came here um, and I showed what Front was, and that was like a year and a half ago, so it was almost nothing, people were like, oh, that's amazing. And I was so surprised uh, to see that people really liked the products that we were doing. Um, and we perceived it as not as good as the one who uh, had like amazing websites and were doing lots of PR, etc. So I think that my, I don't know, I, I know the Algolia guys really well. I think they have an amazing product for a long time. They've not been able um, to do any sales or marketing and now they're doing it. They came here to be inspired by the best people and they're uh, doing great. And same thing happened for us in Rice. Okay, excellent. And, um, and I think um, when you, well, launched the company or part of launching, um, you, uh, you got on, I think, TechCrunch, um, you posted on, on Hacker News uh, and, and also uh, Product Hunt as well, which seems to be, you, you know, a kind of strategy that, you know, a lot of companies uh, certainly, you know, try um, uh, at least not everybody uh, achieves that. Um, and I think even, you know, going further, um, uh, FrontApp made it to, to number one on Product Hunt uh, uh, at some point. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. last week, Last I think. week, okay. So, yeah. so very recently. Now that's, uh, I think, perhaps even harder to achieve, not only, you know, getting it on Product Hunt, but getting to number one. So any tips, uh, uh, you know, for those that are listening on, on how, you, how you made that, or is it just because you've got an awesome product? <laughs> no, I think the, the, there are two uh, recommendations that I, I, I can make. The first one is, I think people, uh, when the company is early, or they are always scared or they always want to postpone the PR that they would do because um, they want to wait for the product to be a little bit better or uh, they want to ship that feature or that feature or they want their website to be better. And I think there is no good moment. I think your product will always be buggy, your website will always be bad. And so as soon as you have the opportunity to make uh, PR, you should do it. And that's why we launched both on Product Hunt, Hacker News and TechCrunch. Um, and that's why also last week uh, we got uh, featured on Product Hunt. Okay. And then I think the, the second thing is um, it's very important to keep a momentum. Um, that's how you can hire great people. That's how you can get press coverage. That's how you can keep your team excited. Um, and to do that, there are like a few things you can do. Part of it, and that's the one that we've chosen, is to always release new stuff um, and to always um, have... I don't know, blog post about something important um, so that people keep hearing about you. And I think the reason why we got featured is when you look at the comments that have been made on the product, uh, that was always two things. First, they iterate so quickly, it's impressive, or uh, they have an awesome product or some support. And I think that's something you can have an impact on. I think, yeah, I mean, it's great advice and, you know, something that I uh, totally believe in as well in terms of, you know, the, the, the keeping the momentum going. Uh, and uh, also, I mean, congratulations as well for, for getting to, uh, to to number one. It's not a, not an easy feat. Um, so it's, Thank it's, you. it says a lot about you, uh, your company, and your your, your product. So um, a great job there. Um, I mean, what can we expect next then from from FrontApp? What's happening? Uh, you know, this year, are you looking to raise more money? Um, you know, what are you looking to do with the, uh, the the product and your strategy? Anything that you can share on that? Yeah, sure. So uh, probably two things on the team and on the product. So uh, on the product first, we've decided to make our roadmap public. So you can see what we are working on right now and what we'll be working on. And that's a choice that I would recommend um, to like 
any company. Um, so there are different things that we'll, we'll do next year. Um, one of the things is adding more channels into front um, so that you can really have all your communication in one place. The second thing is integrating front with as many softwares as you uh, can so that information is never siloed and you never need to jump from one software to the other. Um, and the last thing, uh, which is like more ambitious, is to uh, make front work for your individual emails as well. So a lot of people that have tried front uh, have told us that it's good for team inboxes, but it would be also amazing for your individual emails because commenting emails and assigning emails could also be useful for email that you receive on your individual email address. So um, we will work on front as a replacement for Gmail or Mailbox or any other email client. Um, and on the team, we are still hiring. Um, so every talented person that we find, we, we try to hire them. Okay, so, sounds awesome. Um, so we'll certainly be keeping an eye out for that. Um, now, here's a, a, a quick quiz uh, for you as we uh, sort of, you know, come near, near to the end, right? So I, yeah. I want you to, to answer, um, if you can, about uh, who said this quote, right? So uh, front is like Slack, but for internal communication. Heaton Shah from Kissmetrics. Uh, that's correct, yeah. And uh, <laughs> next one, front is the multiplayer version of Gmail. Patrick Collison from Stripe. Yeah, there's some, uh, some good people here. Um, yeah. Front is like a beautiful Lego box with every possible feature you need to improve your email workflow. This might be a bit tougher. Oh, I think it's a uh, Romain Dillet from TechCrunch. Yeah, good one, good one. Okay, this one might, might stump you here. So... What Mark Benioff did for CRM, Mathilde Collin is doing for team communication. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I just said that now. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can, you can put that quote up if you want uh, on to the website. Will, we are doing a new website, so yeah. I will do okay. okay, but um, yeah, and uh, I guess kind of final question, you know, do you still have time to build Lego as a, as, as a CEO? Oh, of course. You should you should visit our office. Uh, so first of all, every time you have a new employee, this employee is um, able to choose one Lego from the Lego store. So last week we built a Ferris wheel, um, and we have I don't know at least fifty Legos, like big Legos, in the office. So there are Legos everywhere. There is a train on the floor. Uh, there is a huge tower bridge on the printer, etc. So yes. Okay, good. That's awesome to hear. So everything is uh, is awesome and, and uh, on, on that front. So um, well, uh, yeah. So uh, I mean, thanks for your time today. I mean, the, uh, we've come to the end of the show. Um, you've been an awesome guest, and uh, yeah, you know, I think we're we're really excited to um, you, you know see what's happening uh, with Front App, and we'll be uh, keeping an eye on you. Yeah, hopefully next time we're in San Francisco, we can come and visit the uh, the, the Lego built office. Uh, oh, you yeah. should. The office isn't built of Lego, is it? It's just uh, <laughs> but, not well, yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Yeah. But but thanks for thanks for your time and um, you know we, uh, the listeners. If you you enjoyed listening to the show, we'd appreciate you know rating uh, and review, uh, and we'll uh, we'll speak to you next time. Thank you very much.